Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, y'all know how I get when I get how I get. Ain't no slow-mo to this, man. Ain't no chill norms to this, man. It's the last Monday of the year. Get up. Get up. You too cool? Back again. Mombly Podcast. Norm Sodiase. I love you too because I know you love me. Look at... Nah. Shut up. Shut up. Hi. Thank you. Thank you guys for being back again with me. Seriously. I appreciate the love and the support all out throughout the year. The last Monday. Let's get it right back again. If you haven't listened to the last episode, please go listen to that. Three steps to declutter your messy mind before 2022. Why not? Why not? Tap in and please rate and review this podcast. After this episode, the man that I got on, I'm sure... You are definitely going to want to rate and review this episode. It'll be a good one. It's a long one. It's the last episode of the year. That's why it's the long one. It's with my best friend. That's why it's a long one. Joining me today on the Mind Bully podcast, the last episode of the year. It's a very special one. I got my brother, my best friend, my former roommate. I was in his wedding. He got married. Former Texas Tech basketball player hit a shot off the backboard through the through the famous alley oop that everybody loves. The man that currently works for Texas Tech Athletics, nothing but Mr. Andrew J. Sorrells. But before we begin, December ain't over yet. Y'all know what time it is. Christmas, Christmas challenge, Christmas challenge, guys. It feels good again every morning. Today I sent my look text. I got a beautiful text message back. But every morning when you start your morning with gratitude, telling somebody, hey, I'm thankful. Like this morning, I should have texted my guest today. Like, damn, your nose look bigger and beautiful than ever. Them pimples, they they leaving. That that left pimple, it cleared up. But that right pimple, it'll go down soon. Like I should have, you know. Maybe this podcast should be on video so everybody can realize I don't have a single pimple. Can I? Okay. Can we Can we get through this? Can we? Can we get through this? I'm staring. Can we get through this? Can we get through this? Christmas challenge. It obviously you guys keep sending them out. Obviously, Christmas has passed after this on the recording of this. But just to end out December, see how you feel after one through thirty one days. You've been texting people that you're thankful for. I swear it changes your mood and it changes your morning and into the new year. Why not be thankful? So go do that. Send that out. Check ins. Check ins. Obviously, let's. Hey, I'm gonna hold keep- up. Pause on the check ins. So it's December twenty third. And so since December 1st, you've been sending out a text every morning. Yes. So I'm not even top 23. That's what what I said, bro. I'm not top 23. (laughs) That's insane. Bro, can I? Yeah. It's not like strategic. It like, it's like, I I think of somebody, I pray, I think of somebody. And then the first name that comes up, if it was strategic, obviously you guys be on the list. They getting butthurt for who I choose. That's crazy. But. Anyways, check-ins. Let's keep it short today. Obviously, I feel good. I'm about an 8.5, not a 10 because, you know, um, I guess I'm just not. But 8.5, I'm feeling good. Ugly, ugly. One of my best friends. My best friend. I was in his wedding. My he's, best friend yet, not top 23. Can, can he? Grateful text. This guy, he's like <laughs> annoying. He won't let me get through my like spiel. All right, get through your spiel. I'm going to get I'm through done, my I'm spiel. Done, I'm done. I feel good. Before we get into that, before we get into that, I wanted to say the reason for this episode Obviously, 2021, spit it out, 2021 was a long year for a lot of people, and it's coming to an end. And because of that, I kind of want to have a a flowy, you know, feel-good type of episode recapping the year. And 
I chose to bring on my best friend because I feel like he's out of everybody I know, he had the best year, like ever. So I wanted him to kind of talk about his. You really year. mean that the best year out of anyone you know? Out of anybody I know, easily Man, he had the that's best quite year the ever. Compliment. So no, it's just like for 2021, he had a game plan. His first full year being an adult, and it's probably the best year of his life. So that's kind of the reason why I wanted him to kind of share the things that he, the goals that he had for 2021, how he reached them, and and what is his outlook for 2020. You 20, I can't speak 2022. 2022, because I, I feel like hearing that from him, hearing somebody that went through some things before and and got seeing things come to fruition. That would help you listening to know that, hey, you could do it too. So, um, Right now, you're business business development recruiter, right? Nope. Eh. Well, you right started. You started as a business development recruiter, you idiot. Yeah, I did. But you said right now. I'm right. not the idiot. How are you going to call me the idiot? All right. All right. right Just wait. Okay. Let me, I work for the Red Raider Club. Let me let me see how to... Actually, roll this. Keep this. I... Honestly, guys, there was a huge pause between after my last segment and now because I'm trying to figure out a way to introduce my best friend. I, I want to be sappy, kind of, you know, stroke, you know, stroke the ego a little bit, but no fluff. His pride won't let him do it. Like, I'm gonna serious, say- come on. <laughs> He's been working on the intro for the past five minutes. Just say it. I love this guy because of his mindset. He's a focus. He's a leader in, in the ways that he does. He's stubbornly himself, which I kind of admire because I'm the same way. Um, he's just a very passionate guy and he's loving and caring in a different way. He's like an asshole, but he really cares about people. He cares about working and going to the next level and everything that he does. He wants to be the best. <sighs> Andrew Soros. Is that okay? It's not beautiful. Yeah, it was good. could have been better. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it could have been. And it, you gave me a lot of compliments, but then you threw in the, the asshole part. You just had to do that. I knew that was coming somewhere but in there, but... It's the truth, though. I don't think so. Uh, but... Uh, I want to backtrack just a little bit. So you said this is our 2021 is the best year of my life. Are you saying that's like you're making the prediction that that will be the best year of my Ooh. life? Or are you saying it's just the best year up to this point? You know, that's a great question because I, I don't want it to be the best year of your life, but I think it is January, 2021. You started your first job, your first real job. You walked in as a man in this world, correct? I did. Got a job. Yeah. You know, how about you put me on? Uh, it's December twenty third. Can I also be on the podcast December twenty third, twenty twenty two? And I can make the prediction that that year will be better than this one. I like. I like where your mind's going. Like you want rolling success. Obviously, that's All the goal, of, right? So yes. Next year's supposed to be better. But think about it. You start your career job. You start your career. You get your job. Two February. You get engaged. Isn't that the start of something? Yeah, the man, start you were surprised. You were so against it, too. You were so against me getting engaged. Are we supposed to say against yes, it? Yes, you were. Were you not? I think my role as a... devil's advocate to the, I mean, to the extreme. My role as a friend, right? You're supposed to pry and, pre- and see if he really believed. He really believed what he say. He going to double down. And to your credit, you double down. Triple down. Got on that knee and, you know. I think it was just more selfish on your part. You didn't want our divorce happening in our friendship. To be the honest. Friendship changes when somebody gets married, doesn't it? You know, that's true. That And that's true. And we can talk about that now. This is kind of a recap. Oh, this is on the list. We weren't supposed to talk about it yet. We can talk about it now. This is kind of recap 
episode anyway of 2021. One of the major moments in his life, obviously. The man got married to his soulmate, Kelsey. Kelsey now, Kelsey Sorrels. How does that... What Take me back to the moment where you knew, like... Where I knew she was the one? Yeah. Uh, it was actually during COVID. And I was working out. And I, I'm kind of like you. I like to play the devil's advocate game. Like, okay, why is she not the one? And then you go through the list. <laughs> And just trying to, I mean, because that's a big decision, who you marry. It's probably one of the most important decisions you make in your life. And then I kind of can't, I mean, the the formula was pretty simple. It came down to every time I wasn't with her, like I wanted to be with her. And mm. so it's just one of those deals that, I mean, there's nobody else that I'd rather be with. Like when I'm by myself, I'm like, well, I wish I was with Kelsey. All right. Uh for sure not thinking, I wish I was with Norris. I mean, I don't want to. Oh, my God. When I'm with you, it's a lot of fun. But I'm just like, hey, it's now time to put our friendship aside. Kelsey's in, got married. But that's kind of, that's where I got the confidence from. Yeah. It was all about when I'm by myself, like I, I, I people say it all the time and it sounds cliche, but like uh, I don't, like I, obviously I could live without her, mm. but I don't want to live without her, if that makes sense. I, I mean, don't she's a lot of fun. We have her. a lot of common interests. We enjoy skiing. Um, our values are the same. Yeah. It just it just fits well. But it's yeah. That's, thinking about it, that's awesome. And obviously, I know you. This guy, I admire this about you because knowing you, let's rewind. I kind of put a put a pin in that. I want you to t- kind of tell your story. We can go back to that later. But take me back to Birdville and Birdville High School. North Richland Hills. And we're going way back, huh? What was the process in living in that city, living, playing hoops there? How did you know that you wanted to go to Tech? Let's start there. How did I know I wanted to go to Tech? Well, so when I grew up, well, first of all, so my parents went to Texas Tech. My grandparents went to Texas Tech. My great-great-parents went to Texas Tech. (laughs) We actually have a record. This is pretty interesting. Um, Somebody in my family bloodline his attendant has been uh, has been enrolled for at least one semester for the past sixty six years. What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And so there was one semester. It was I think two thousand early two thousands that my grandfather. Uh, I mean, he had no business taking a class. Yeah. The streak was about to come to an end. Yeah. And so he just enrolled in one <laughs> simple class. That's pay, lit. Though. Paid tuition and just kept the record rolling. And Will, my brother, uh, he's there right now, keeping the record going. Yeah. And he's, he might be the last one, so the record might come to an end. But I think Will's taking it a little too serious because he's been in school five to six years. And so, mm. like, Will, hurry up and graduate. Man. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I think he's taking the record too serious. <laughs> that that's, that's interesting because knowing you, I know you're – you say I'm a rebel, but you're a rebel. Like, did you have any rebellious in you to want to break that tradition? Oh, yeah. No, I really did. That's a good question. I ultimately did not want to go to Texas Tech because uh, wait, 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 wait. That's breaking news. No, it's not breaking news. I'm not. I wanted to play basketball, yeah. and so, yeah. and uh, so, I would just wanted to go to the best school that I could play at. And early on in high school, it was looking at Angelo State, some smaller uh, Division One programs, and even Division Two. Almost went to Angelo State when Chris Beard was there, but right. he left to go to Little Rock, and so uh, shifted that. Uh, Going to Texas Tech, Tony right. Smith gave me the preferred walk-on opportunity and jumped on that pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to go to Texas Tech just because everybody did that. Every you know, yeah, everybody, and that's kind of what I did with all my 
my sister is a lawyer, my parents are lawyers, and I was like, the last thing I want to be is a lawyer. Yeah, I want to do something else. Yeah, just because I don't want, I don't want it to look like, oh, dude, you're just, you don't have your own plan, you don't have your own ambitions, you're just doing what your parents and family did. How was it for you to kind of swallow that pride? I know your last year of high school, you averaged like 18 points. You you were in the Man, Tarrant- you did a lot of research. Look at you. Whatever. You were in the Max Tarrant- Preps. A, where'd you find that stat? <laughs> I hate this guy. He's in the Tarrant County All Star game. No, I wasn't even in the All Star game. He was co offensive player. In the Tarrant County no, All Star game. I wasn't. Wow. That's no, sad. I was. No, I wasn't. I wasn't no, in that I, one. You had to be. I think yes. yeah, I was in a di- like. Was it the same one? Oh no, you're, well, you, I, I was in that one too. Yeah, you're there was talking t- about. But I there was, was not no, in that there one. was one. It was the first year they did it called like the M twenty four. Yeah, which they had the. Because I remember, I was test. pissed. I wasn't in it. Yeah, eighteen points, co offensive player of the year. How much you average your senior year? Exactly. <laughs> did you average eighteen? No, hell no. I don't no, even think it's double mean? digits. I got a scholarship. And that's no, dude. that's my point. Like, how do you go from having a great year i mean a great year and a great metroplex to being a preferred walk-on to kind of swallowing that pride what how was that take me through your emotions at that time like how tough was that for you i don't know that it was tough it was just looking at the opportunity and, and wanting to jump on it i mean it, playing division one basketball that's a that's a blessing and a big opportunity that yeah. not a lot of people get the chance to do and so that was ultimately the dream when i started playing basketball and so when I got the preferred walk-on opportunity, I mean, that was, there was no other question. It was like, yeah, this is what we want to do. Yeah. And that was also, I mean, looking back, I mean, Texas Tech was, they weren't very good, dude. I mean, remember those days? <laughs> yeah, we were, we were finishing last in conference. <laughs> it was a celebration anytime we won a conference game, yeah. storming the court, every home game, every conference home game win because we were always the underdog. Yeah. And, and then uh, Tubby Smith, he gets us to the NCAA tournament. We had, Great players like you, Keenan, Zach, Justin. Yeah. Who am I missing? Keenan, Zach, Justin. Uh, there was one more in that group, right? Because it was the Fab Five. Was it? Isaiah. It, Isaiah, it was Isaiah Madison. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so we got to the tournament, and it kind of uh, propelled the turnaround for Texas right. Tech basketball. And then Coach Beard comes in and starts recruiting guys like Zaire and Culver that are going on to play in the NBA. And I'm like, you know what? I'm probably not going to play. Yeah. I mean, once you started recruiting those guys, because right. like, initially I'm like, okay, Texas Tech, they're they're the laughing stock of the Big Twelve. Yeah. Eventually, like junior senior year, I'll play. Yeah. And then it kind of got to junior senior year, and I'm like, well, we're recruiting five stars and Culver and Rand- I mean, all those different players yeah. that are talented. So I'm like, I'm probably not going to play, but the experience was just too good to pass up, and Talk. I and I and I loved it, and the friends I met, and yeah, and I mean, it was the experience. I, I would going back, I wouldn't change a thing. But okay. So talk to me about more on the walk-on experience, knowing that, hey, I'm probably better than this guy that's playing minutes. Just because he has a scholarship, I'm not playing. Like, talk to me well, how tough that is working every uh, day, working uh, the scout team, going to class and not playing. How was that for you? Well, first of all, I'm I'm not the guy that, like, I wasn't the guy on the bench thinking that, oh, I should be playing because of, you know, Keenan Evans is just not very good. Because there's some people like that. I don't know why Keenan is. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of people that they're unrealistic about Mm themselves and like, oh, nobody's better than me. Yeah. Like, if you ask Jarrett Culver, if he's better than LeBron James, he's going to say he is. (laughs) I mean, and and to his credit, sometimes you have to have that kind of mindset to be good. Um, But I wasn't like that. And I was pretty realistic about my uh, ability and, I think in my four years, there was 
I mean, there weren't very, there, there were a few. I was like, ah, yeah. they're playing. I'm probably better than them, but I mean, very few. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, the best players played I, I, at that level. Like some people in middle school or high school coaches might say, okay, you know, I know this kid and they're all kind of equally good. And I'll yeah. just play him because I like him better. Yeah. In college, these coaches are getting paid obscene amount. Of, they're getting paid so much money that they, they don't have time to play favorites or anything. Like that. They're going to play who they think is going to help them win. Yeah. So I never had that kind of thought in my mind about, oh, I'm, I should be playing. Uh, but yeah, being back to your question on the scout team, I mm -hmm. mean, that was, everybody has their role, right? And you had a different role than I, everybody had a different role Correct. and I knew my role and I tried to execute it well being on the scout team. And, um, uh, the practices were kind of my games. Yeah. Uh, and for some guys that are playing 30 to 40 minutes, uh, I mean, practice is not that important. To them. Yeah. Let's go back to the big red truck. My first encounter, this is not my first encounter, but my biggest encounter, this dude hit my car. He hit my car with his big red truck. And that was like our introduction to our friendship. Like, hey, like, you're going to have to give me bread for my car. Like, can you, can you talk about when you, you oh, hit man, my car? I, yeah, when I hit your car. Yeah. You, you're talking about like when you just randomly decided to <laughs> sling your door open as I'm pulling out of my parking spot and I kind of nicked your door. Here's the story. I forget where we were. Everybody piles in the big red truck. Obviously, he's a nice guy. He gets everybody to places, whatever. Isaiah Manderson's in like his back, his in his back of his truck, and he like crushes his golf clubs. <laughs> Drew, I think it was a different time actually. <laughs> no, it's not. Drew's pissed off. He's red. He gets in his car. Yeah, don't break my golf clubs. Drew, I don't even like people touching my golf clubs. You break the golf clubs, then yeah, it's <laughs> adrenaline. I mean, the blood just rushes to the this head man gets in his car. He forgets where the hell he's at. I'm in the 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 parking spot right by him. I'm I'm not even in the door yet. Like I haven't closed my door. I'm not ready. And he just drove off. Like he's pissed off. And boom, hits my car. And then he gets out and he's mad at me. I'm like, are you stupid? Like, huh? Like, what? How? Where were you? I don't even know what to yeah, say about that. I don't that. really like, remember. I mean, no, that I was do it. remember it. But I, I mean, when when something like that happened, I mean, think about your golf clubs being broken. I mean, I don't know what equivalent i mean i know you don't have golf clubs but it, like i'm trying to think of something maybe you're in in the days where you played xbox every day yeah. your xbox breaks yeah i mean the blood immediately is going <laughs> to rush to your head like you're not thinking logically anymore you do dumbass decisions yeah, so that's you, why. It's blood rush to the head and so i just yeah I sped my off. point is i don't know how we got from that point to oh being no it was worse i mean after that it, it didn't like become better yeah. that year i mean it probably got worse my freshman really? year you and i were not yeah we weren't on good terms at all I mean, we, we didn't really speak to each other. I didn't like you. You didn't like me. I thought you were just a big guy that thought he was smarter than everybody. Big and, nose, boils. Ew, I hate and, it. Yeah, but anyways, but yeah, we came a long ways, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, I think the first encounter I had with Andrew was we were in a teen group message, and he said some joke that, like, I didn't, I this kid, he's just coming in big, pale, freshman, big nose, boiled, boiled, boils all over his face. And he has some balls all of a sudden to come to me, like, to say a joke. I don't know you like that. Like, it, like Yeah, so he, he joked with me, and then I joked back. So it's okay, like, when you're the biggest guy on the team that you can make fun of others or you can take shots and roast, like, do the whole roast battle. But then when you start getting the bullets back, then it becomes a problem. And so I, then I learned, okay, Norris, he's he's a little softer-hearted. I can't. Can't take shots at him. No, the point is this guy was a different person. He was a different person. He was we 
the running joke of everybody on any team at Tech basketball in those 14 to 19 years. This guy was a follower. He'd follow these certain few, Jordan Jackson, Donovan Ham, Rokas, and he would just be their little slappy. Come on, drive the car. Where there was a point where he's just like, nah, I'm that guy. Like, I'm gonna be my own person and I'm gonna step into the who I am. I feel like that's a maturation process for any any person. And that's kind of when I saw myself draw near to Drew. What I would ask you is if you had to if you had to tell younger Drew a word of advice, what would it be? What would be a piece of advice for when you younger say younger Drew? Drew, you're talking about freshman year. Andrew, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that age. Well, freshman year, I mean, it's it was for me uncharted territory. I mean, I don't, you know, I had no experience. Nobody yeah. sat me down and said, "Okay, when you get to college, right? These are the things you're going to see, do. Here's the temptations. Here's your friends. Here's what you should do." I mean, there was no uh, lesson. I mean, right. You just go there and you're trying to figure things out. So, uh, navigating through my freshman year, yeah, I probably was more of a follower because yeah. I was still trying to right. get my feet. But they were they were also other freshmen. Though. Yeah, there were other freshmen. But yeah. I was still trying to. So you were following other freshmen, yeah. right? But they seemed a little bit more confident in what they were doing. Yeah, and so uh, I was just still what trying. made you become confident in what you who you were. It took me a year to kind of decipher about like, yeah. okay, how do I how do I want my four years to go? Yeah, and I guess there was three left. And I was like, okay, well. Freshman year, that's kind of everything that went down, and mm-hmm. these guys aren't as smart or uh, <laughs> they aren't as wise as maybe I thought they were when yeah. I was a freshman. Because now yeah. I'm starting, my eyes are becoming clear. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that's this is how I want. Because I remember there was, a, I was like, there's something about this kid that I like, but I won't voice it yet. Like I, I, I like him. He got some shit to him, but like I'll just wait. The you cl- know your story specifically in our last year, and I kind of want you to tell the story about our final four run because you're a great storyteller, but your story on that year being a walk on, like you said, and most people listening would think a walk on is probably just like a, you know, an extra guy just in the mix. I, to be honest, not just because you're my best friend, I see you as like a main character in that whole year. How, how did you kind of have a footprint on the team remaining like in your role, but still be yourself in your role. How, how was it to be like Andrew, but you know, you grew into the walk on Andrew. That's like a main guy. How was that? So you're asking pretty much like normal walk ons. Like if you look at Kansas and their walk ons, it looks like they're just kind of, they're on the team, but they are, they're outsiders. They're not really included with the, scholarship if we're going out on saturday that, drew where are we going if we go in here drew where are we going hey drew can we get to that party it's always drew 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 and i'll take some credit for some of that too no it's no because they know i bring the ladies he brings the activity you know what time it is I think I, it have just, you seen me but i think it was just more so uh when you're talking like off the court off yeah. the court i mean it was um i mean you and i we we lived together and we like to have a good time and people we we were we had friends that weren't just on the basketball team we Correct. had a lot of teammates who just kind of stayed uh, kind of in touch with the basketball team. It right. didn't really branch out and make other friends. But yeah. you and I were there for a while, so we had other friends and like to go out. And so people, I guess, were always looking to us. And then also I liked to, I wanted to include everybody. It was right. important for me that a grad transfer like Tariq, who this is his, what, his third school, and he hadn't met a whole lot of people. And so he doesn't know many people outside of the basketball team. And it was important for me to say, hey, let's include Tariq on everything that we're doing. 
it'll make us closer and it'll make us a better basketball team the more we include everyone. Yeah. And so that's when, like, we, you know, we had that text, uh, the group text where every time we were going to do something, hey, we're all going uh, to this football tailgate. Yeah. And we'll meet at uh, our apartment and we'll, We'll take the big red truck. Big red truck. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it was a good time. And looking back, those were some, those were some awesome times. Yeah. That's what Davide, I was talking to Davide the other day and he's like, man, like I'm Davide's over in Italy and he's making good money. And people would say, oh, Davide's living the high life. He was playing for Armani and sponsored and making really good money in Italy. And and Davide was like, yeah, dude, I mean, it's good, but those days at Texas Tech where we're going to, like, we're, we were just so close to right. the final four-year team. Yeah. He said, he goes, that that's by far the best year he thinks he will ever have. Really? Like, like he, yeah, he said it's, he's going to be hard-pressed to have a more fun year than that year. And I kind of agree with him. I mean, that was we had a lot of fun together. You and know, that's kind of what made us good. Yeah, I I I don't agree. But I like don't I don't agree. I don't what agree. Do agree with? No, I don't agree with that's going to be the best year of my life because or the best kind of. Well, not maybe not the best year, but it was it was because I the don't most think fun like year. that. Yeah, no, I, it, I know you don't think like that, but think about it. I mean, the final no, I four, definitely it's a, it's a it once was, in a lifetime experience. No, it was definitely like another experience. I've another uh, experience I've never had before. It's a special group, um, but I kind of want to put a pin in like what you said, not pin, but dig into what you said about, you know, kind of including everybody. Um, knowing you, I know your father used to, he, he plays big games. He he starts parties. Like he'll have like oh, yeah. prizes and things like that. Do you think that comes from him watching him growing up, like including everybody, your friends to come over to the house? Where does that mindset yeah. of inclusion comes from? I think it's just more of uh, like liking to host. There's people that, um, they like hosting and yeah. they like uh, um, including others in what they do. Right. And so I do think I got a little bit of that from my dad. I mean, he would host Super Bowl parties every year and we'd have, I mean, it would be close to a hundred people there. Yeah. Um, everybody, That's lit. Yeah. And then he'd have um, big Christmas parties. He established this deal that we had almost every year until I graduated called the 12 games of Christmas on our right. property. And we just said, I mean, it was, I mean, it was very competitive. 60 to 70 people would show yeah. up and it was, it was awesome, but it's yeah. um it's very inclusive, and I think I did get a little bit of that from my father. But I mean, I don't know. I guess it benefited some of us in college because I was including all of the teammates and everybody. Speaking of inclusion and including everybody and everything, this year my man Andrew got married, obviously, and he wanted everybody at his bachelor party. Obviously, I'm his close friend. And I was in Germany at the time, and we were planning this bachelor party. Tell them how many people you wanted at your initial bachelor party, where you wanted it to be. Like, how many tell them. people? Yeah. Uh, initially, so we made the list, and you told me, hey, make the list. And so I made the list, and it was around 20 people. Ultimately, it ended up being 17, probably too many. For it was more than party. 20. It was, was it, more than 20. It was more than 20? Yes. I think it was 17. And like we Final discussed, I, I have the better memory, but I think it was 17. But that's what I wanted out of my bachelor party. I didn't, I mean, you asked me, what do I want? And so, and I said, I want to be on good terms, like with all my really good friends going into marriage, because I know life will be much different once I'm married. And so I made that list and you said, oh, that might be too many. I said, all right, well, who can we take off? And there wasn't a name that was like, hey, that stood out. Hey, that that person probably isn't close to you. I mean, there. so 17, it was good, but I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun and, uh, (laughs) yeah. 
you planned the whole thing. You planned most of it, and it was I mean, no. It was we could tell the whole. We could tell the whole thing. Okay, so I'm in Germany, right? I'm in Germany, and obviously, we're talking about something we we can talk about in a second of Beard's departure. But we're planning his bachelor party, and I asked him how many people were going back and forth. I'm like, that's too many. He's just like Norse. I want all these people. We go back and forth for some days. I wanted to be on some bougie beach with some, you know, but he wanted some log cabin, like oh, like cute kumbaya bonfire. I'm like, that is not a memorable moment. Like, and so we settle. We go to Scottsdale, Arizona. We get an Airbnb, huge. Everybody can come out. That type of thing. But the point that people don't know until now, really, that Andrew, I call him like Captain Andrew. Like he's playing, play, he had a, he planned his own bachelor party. Like this man, that's. Well, I, I didn't plan it, but I did have some. Uh, he strong, had a strong, strong footprint. I had strong opinions. And if there was something what type of strong proposed. Huh? What type of, tell him everything that you had a plan of. Like, what did you have in mind? And what did we do? Probably everything you wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I kept it simple. Play a little golf. Have bunch of people there be at, a, be at a good airbnb and have a good time usually i would i would i as the host would like like explain what we did but since he planned it can you actually explain the festivities that we did in scottsdale arizona yeah what did we we did a lot well first of all i didn't plan the whole thing me uh i'd say it was you and aj and myself we kind of all yeah uh pitched in to kind of uh bring the whole thing to fruition but yeah we we got there on a thursday we uh we went out, um, played golf. I would say, well, uh, the guys that played golf played golf. The other guys went kayaking. Um, I don't know how fun that was. I, I wasn't at the I kayaking it. part. Was it good? And then uh, uh, went out again. We went to uh, <laughs> an all you can an all you can eat, all you can drink type buffet at the Tortilla Factory. And for somebody that's doing his bachelor party, he doesn't sound too enthusiastic about the time it was. He's like, ah, we went out, we golfed. He strategically wanted seventeen people there, and he's telling it like, ah, well, we just kind of. You just can you give them some energy about how you felt on this moment, oh, yeah, what you did, awesome. like what you no, know. I said, it, I mean, it's it's extremely special. I mean, a bachelor party. I mean, it's close to heaven. You have all your guys that you yeah. love, your boys that you have all these memories with yeah they're all in one spot and you guys are just like living it up during the, during that bachelor party i was kind of even jealous i'm like damn like i don't got time with my boy like he's about to get married i haven't seen him for how long and i'm just kind of making sure guys don't jump off a roof or making sure people are having fun like i'm kind of like the yeah you were you're chaperoning for sure i mean you were you're kind of the the bachelor party parent making sure nobody got arrested or anything like that so uh, I mean, because executing a bachelor party with 17 people is kind of, there's a lot of logistics that go into yeah. it. So I felt kind of bad for you on that end because you were, you seemed stressed at times, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just selfishly, I would have wished that I had more time with you. Obviously Keenan Evan said this too, like he wanted time to like, Oh, like, you know, the real moments, which is, which is huge, but you wanted 17 guys. It just plays to, the real close knit group that we had as a team, like going back to the final four, you're a great storyteller. You're great in telling how you felt in the moment of the magnitude of the moment. And, and something that I kind of actually want to know is I saw a picture of you, like you were at a 2014 final four. You were sit, you were right there against Utah, UConn. You're, you're at the game. You five years later actually playing 
in the Final Four, being there with the team. I wasn't playing. I just had better seats. <laughs> Whatever. <for a laughs> and I got to warm up. <laughs> but no, like, I guess I didn't really understand them. I knew the moment, but I was so locked in. But how was it for you being at the Final Four, knowing that, hey, 2014, I was just watching them play. Now I'm here. Like, it's like you felt the magnitude of the moment. How was the, now looking back, how was that time for you? Uh, the Final Four, I mean, that's, I think, I mean, it's it's a very, ins- it's a, can you, what, are you, what are you doing over there? Give me some, you know, Final Four, man. Give me some, yeah, like, are you tired? Like, no, I'm not tired. I'm no just answering less. your question. There we go. Yeah, the Final Four was awesome. There we go. The Final Four was really good. I mean, it, knowing, if had I known when we lost to Villanova what we were missing out on, man, I would have been pissed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we lost to Villanova Ooh, in the Elite yeah. Eight, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, well, you know, we didn't get to the Final Four. It's sad, whatever. But then the next year we get to the Final Four, and you get to experience all the, uh, I mean, just smelling the roses uh, everybody gets interviewed. We have, there's multiple like celebrations. You yeah. have that. Uh, you, you know, probably, he, wait, wait, you, you said remember. everybody gets interviewed. I remember, sorry, another tangent. I remember at Seton Hall, like there's a video of everybody getting interviewed after oh, we yeah. played at the garden. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Andrew's well, holding like a water bottle and, and, and like fake interviewing Parker, another walk on. He's just like, it's a funny ass video, but yeah. Cause I mean, leading up to that point, like the first couple rounds in the NCAA tournament, they're interviewing the starting five and yeah. maybe a couple of the role players. I'm not getting an interview. So during open media, <laughs> yeah. I pull out a book, pull out some homework, whatever, <laughs> entertain myself during open media. Yeah. And, but during the final four open media, I mean, I'm like, I pulled out my book and all of a sudden like USA Today, yeah. Wall Street Journal's in front of me, <laughs> interviewing me the whole time. And I'm yeah. like, well, this is, I guess this is the different stage, man. It's the final four. But it, it was a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite parts, of course, you remember this. We get to the final four. And they bring you, it's at the actual stadium, the Viking Stadium. They bring you into that back room to where there's just, uh, I mean, there's recliners. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of these gifts. And you get six points that you get to use, whether it's a you know, Michael Kors watch, some Ray-Bans, Bluetooth speakers, anything that you can think of. The NCAA finally gave back, yeah, I guess. Finally. I mean, out of all the money they make on that tournament. <laughs> yeah. And, and you get to go and pick a gift, and that was really cool. And yeah. you, you only get that if you get to the Final Four. Yeah. And that was just one of the cool experiences. Also, you and I were roommates on the road, and we're on, like, the eighth floor, and there's security everywhere on every – I mean, they have pictures of you, like, making sure you're on that floor. Like, nobody else can go on that floor besides Texas Tech basketball yeah. team. And then, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, some drunk Texas Tech fans <laughs> chanting Raider power in the streets because yeah, yeah. they're so happy we beat Michigan State. I mean, I mean, that, that time down. was unreal when you look back on it. I yeah. mean, I have some videos saved on my phone, like us just getting on the bus and like you look to the left of the bus and there's tech fans at the right. I mean, just like line the street, like lining the street for a mile, like just tech fans. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, the final, the final four experience was like anything you could even imagine. Like even me, like if you try to picture, man, what would be the perfect, uh, you can't, you can't even put that together in your mind. Right. You can't comprehend it till you actually experience it. Yeah. I mean, it was so it's awesome. hard to articulate all the emotions that you had now and then about that moment, about that team. Well, nobody, even thinking about, and this is the last thing I'll say about the final four, nobody gets to experience, very few get to experience that. Yeah. Like a basketball game in a football stadium that's packed. Yeah. Like Kobe Bryant, he played in a lot of big games. Yeah. He's never played a basketball game in front of 70,000 people, yeah. 70,000 plus. Yeah. Very few people get to do that. And yeah. the only people that play in the Final Four get to do that. So you that's think, something. You think like just selfishly because we're so close as a team, you think that aided to like 
why we feel so great about the Final Four because I know a lot of guys that's played in Final Fours, but they just like, ah, it's another Final Four. There's a bunch of fans, but does it, I think it has something to say about our team just thinking about it. It was just like, it's more so, it was like a rich experience because we really loved each other. We really loved what we were doing. And then like our fans and everybody. Right, when that's what I tell people, people are saying, well, you guys just all close. Cause I tell them about our group chat that we yeah. have uh, that everybody's responding in yeah. like, and our final four group chat, people are talking in there. I mean, at least once a month, yeah. if not two to three times yeah. yeah. and just congratulating people for hey, you got a job here, just mm-hmm. keeping up with each other. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, like that's not just because we were good. Yeah. So, well, that, you guys only keep up with each other. Cause y'all were, y'all experienced the final four together. no, like I, I told him, if we got knocked out the second round by Buffalo, we'd still be this I swear, close. I we swear. really would. We we just it was just one of those deals that it clicked. Yeah. We all liked each other. We hung out off the court, and honestly, it, now thinking of it, bro, you were a huge reason of that, bro. Because again, the inclusion, the everybody at, at Drew, Drew, where are we going? And it's just, uh, uh, I I talked to about Jordan right here behind the one and two. What's up, Joe? He. I talked about him growing up, his house and his car, like being a safe haven, like everybody could just be themselves. I think that what you were for our team, that's why I kind of said you were like a main character in kind of getting the guys together. Just thinking about it, that's really a huge reason why I think we were that close because of your, you know, your inclusion and getting everybody invited. Saying saying that, though, um, part of us being so close as a team is like there's a situation obviously before um before the bachelor party that we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it's chris beard going to texas what was going through your head when you saw that april fools first of all like april 1st when they were saying oh oh he's going he's going i remember you called me on facetime we talked about it what was your first reaction when it actually went down like when it actually went through uh, it was one of those deals. It wasn't denial. I mean, I kind of prepared myself mentally that he was probably leaving thinking about, I mean, th- just thinking, okay, the guy, he hasn't re-signed his contract with tech. He has, I mean, he hasn't, um, well, I guess I don't know. It was about re-signing. It was more so silence speaks volumes. And there was all those rumors about him potentially leaving. And he never came out and said anything. So you knew that there was a chance he might leave. I don't even think in his head he knew he was for sure leaving. But I knew right when Shaka Smart left Texas and knowing that they had the same agent, (laughs) that there was a decent chance that he could be going to UT. Yeah. And I always said that uh, my theory was when Coach Beard wins the Big 12 at at Texas Tech, he's going to leave. Yeah. But it just so happened that the same year he won the Big 12 with our group, uh, we also went to the yeah. national, the national championship. Yeah. And I think he got that little taste of, I mean, he was getting so close to winning it all. Yeah. He was like, Hey, I can, I can win it here, which yeah. he can. And he realized that. Yeah. But then I just think he, you know, he's kind of, he, I don't know, he's and a graduate it, of Texas and wanted to bro, do something so different. It's so crazy. It's so crazy when it happened because I remember you FaceTime me and I, like we were talking and again, you always had that, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. People talking. I'm just like, bro, there's no way. There's no way. And then when it happened, we were like, oh, my. It, it's one thing to think about it. But then when it actually happens, yeah. it's, it's a different experience. When bro. it went down, literally, I remember we're so close. We Again, the, the, the coin group message we're talking about, we're literally all on, on group FaceTime with Kyler Edwards. And 
and Coach Beard's walking down, and he's going to deliver the news to the team. And he like we talked to Coach Riley. Shout out Coach Riley, it's my guy. Uh, he he obviously, but phenomenal person. Yeah, um, but we kind of hear it live as it's going down. Like Chris Beard says, "I love you." If you guys need anything, I have you. And then it like it kind of ends, and we're just like, it's just like a culmination of damn. Like we had this special time with this team. Like you think it's never going to end. Like this rain, and then it comes to a crashing. Uh, and we kind of had to pivot and get behind Mark Adams to 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 get the job. It's just a. Well, I don't think it's gonna a, a crashing end. Is kind of just to yeah, you're right to Coach Beard's era. Yeah, yeah. Which he did. I mean, he did help build what we yeah, do have. Yeah. I mean, he we had winning program. I mean, we had two great seasons uh, with Coach and. I don't think it's like a crashing halt. No, I know, but I guess in the moment, t- to be completely honest, when it happened, oh, I'm yeah, just like, yeah, damn, yeah. Well, it's just over. We had no you idea. You forget about the Final Four team? We yeah, just right. done, huh? Yeah. Like our legacy yeah, it was. just it was it was a weird yeah. like breakup type situation. Right. Yeah, and, and also at the time when Coach Beard was leaving, everybody just kind of assumed that everybody would be going with him. Like yeah. Coach Adams was gone. Yeah. We had no idea what the future was going to hold. I mean, who was going to be our next coach? We had we had no clue. And yeah. so I guess for for a few days, actually, almost a week, it, it did feel like, hey, this is kind of coming to an end. But right. And then we realized Coach Adams didn't get on the plane, that he was willing to stay. And, realized people love Lubbock. Yeah. It ain't, it's about the team, the school. Like, you know, people love just the atmosphere and the environment and the inclusion of just the, the – the fans that that was the the real draw to that place. It's just it's just a different world. Um, how was it? Fast forward to now, the end of twenty twenty one. I know you just came back seeing um, the Red Raiders actually take a L against Gonzaga. How was it being so close knit with that team? Like seeing them every day. How was there? Like, what do you think about Texas Tech basketball? Where it goes in the future? Like, what do you see? I see it. I mean, it's in a great place now, I and mean, we're ranked in the top twenty-five. You can't, you can't sit here and say that. Oh man, our program is. I mean, we're top twenty-five in the country. Our yeah. program has a lot of positive things about it, and I think we're going to continue. Let's speak to those negatives, though. That you think people are saying that you would, negatives. Yeah, like what would be the negatives about Texas Tech basketball? Right not now? that that you think, but just the you know the outside sayers. They're like, oh, they're not like the old team. Like they're. My thing is like they're they're on their well, own journey. Saying, give me I the think, yeah. My, no, I'm saying they they think like, oh those guys aren't tough. Those guys are. My thing is they're their own team. This is a different era. I feel like you coach different oh, now. Yeah, in this yeah. Era like, with nil. I don't and, like when people yeah. say, uh, well they're not the Final Four team. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're not the Final. They're four not team. supposed to they, be. They, they don't have a Tariq Owens. Yeah. You know, all we're missing is a Tariq Owens a rim protector, or we're missing a a tough Norris Odiase that can lead the team. Yeah. Like, we're missing a leader, or we're Missing a a knockdown shooter like Davide or an NBA player like like JC. Selfishly, is, I like it because it's our team. Right. It's like, selfishly, you like that. You're like, yeah, nobody will ever be us. You yeah. Know, appreciate us more. <laughs> All that bullshit. And, yeah. yeah. But when you when you think about it, you go back every year. The teams that go to the Final Four, they're different every year, and even the team that wins the national championship is different. Sometimes. Yeah. People win it uh, playing, you know, man-to-man, denying everything and having yeah. a great shooting team. Um, other years, it's, like, uh, you know, set plays. and yeah. It's just different every year. Teams are always different. It's not like, oh, 
every year that's that's the final four formula right there yeah it's man-to-man it's motion it's these type of players the formula for success is different like every year yeah um so do like, you to miss compare, to compare this team to our team is is unfair because they're good in yeah. their own way yeah like we didn't we didn't have some of the things that they currently have. Yeah. They're a really talented team. Like they're long. We weren't yeah. that long. Like from a guard standpoint, like Kevin McCuller, TJ Shannon, those guys are long and can lock people up. Yeah. And we didn't have that type of length. So there's there's some strengths. And, yeah, there's and, strengths yeah, exactly. and, and weaknesses to both. But I mean, you can't I don't think it's fair to compare exactly. To try I to think par- playing the comparison game is they're on their whole different plane. I right. feel like they they people should allow them to be themselves, make mistakes and build and, and become the team they need to be for not only our school, but uh, our city. One thing that I, I am definitely curious about it. I definitely miss again, cause you played to what Davide said and, Oh, there's never, I'll never have that knit like close family. I definitely miss like the realness and the grind and the, 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 the togetherness as a team, like going through it. I kind of miss that because I obviously pro and just different like business stuff. You never get that feel. Have you found yourself trying to recreate that in any ways? Like if it's like direct league or what have you, it's only, have you had an itch for that? I have had the itch, but the only similar situation you would say is, now that I'm married, it's like what's well, it's my wife and I navigating through the world. Yeah. And through like we're we wake up and we're we're together. Like yeah. we're we're on this journey together. And what is, tech basketball team, we were we were on the same journey every day together. We're yeah. seeing each other three to what's four times. What's your north a day. star? Because us obviously win the championship. Now, what is your north star for your twenty twenty two? Like what are you looking forward to? Not only for twenty twenty two, but your your life really. Like what is yeah, driving like, you? What's what's driving what are my yeah. aspirations? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have like a like I don't have a goal of the fact that oh I wanna um I wanna be the CEO of this company or I wanna make this amount of money. I yeah. don't have that type of des like rigid destination in yeah. my head. I, I have a well. Give us what does a perfect Drew life look like? Because you're you're you love politics, you love business. Like what is like a culmination of? Damn, I made it. What does that look like for you? I think is it just, accolades? Is it just family, or is it both, or is it impact, influence? Impacting for sure. Um, I'd say doing the right thing for the right reason is for sure. I mean, it's kind of a general statement. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like, right, right, right. Like, like, what are you talking about? I Since you're my of, best I friend, a, I can be like, right, yeah. all right. I have a lot of uh, general goals, but yeah. I don't. Like, I want to be a, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father one day, God willing. I don't, but I don't have like a, like okay. a very. I mean, I want to take advantage of opportunities. Yeah. Like, if there's a good opportunity tomorrow, I'm going to jump on it. Yeah. Right, and you don't have to. I don't think anybody so has to. I don't yeah. have a rigid, like. Uh, destination right i'm enjoying the journey and i'm going to make moves that make sense every day i'm going to try to make the right decisions that put me in a better place tomorrow yeah and if you do that for two to five years and hopefully you're going to not stumble on upon success i mean that's not stumbling it's just yeah. like you're making the decisions yeah. that later will allow you every day like, your actions are yeah. drafting your future you yeah. hit a bunch of base hits eventually i mean you're gonna hopefully you're gonna hit a home run you're gonna score some runs yeah picking back on that I was talking to my brother. Is it is are you saying piggying? I don't or know. Pig, or piggybacking? 
Because it sounds like you're saying piggying. I don't know if that's a word. It's piggybacking. All right, it's it's piggybacking. It's like piggying. I, I wish we had like what is it called? I wish we had a, a camera right now and we did video because when he does peek, piggy, piggy, his nose flares up like I've never seen that big red nose flare up. Well, I mean, it's hard to focus when I'm looking at this piggy, new haircut that you have. Piggy. It's just hideous. I, I don't know what looks- you're doing with your hair right now, but that's that's not the look. You got to change it. I got my I got possible. my dreads and braids. You know, the lady, the, they call them boyfriend braids, but, you know, I'm focused. Right, let's, let's but anyways, anyways, no, but. There's something that my brother came back. He came back from med school. He went, came into my room before I was going to sleep at like literally 9.50. And we talked, you know, past that 10 o'clock mark. Oops, but this is my twin brother, whatever. But there's something he said that, hey, I was listening to your last episode and I, I got a lot from it. But but what if I don't want to grind? Like, what if I don't like, because he's like, not for him, but there's people, he's in med school and there's people that. He's seen that affect them negatively. Like you're grinding, 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 and you have like no social life and you have no, he was just like, there's a negative effect to that. Like people are happy just, you know, being normal. Not everybody has to be CEOs and bosses. What can you say that Kelsey has helped you with staying present? But again, this is, I'm kind of talking out loud. I feel like you have a forward mindset, but you, your, your ability to stay in the present is kind of uncanny because if I ask you to talk about the final four and things like that, you can remember your emotions. You can remember everything. Where does that come from? Like, how do you recognize a moment? It's worth remembering. A moment that like even small moments, it didn't even have to be the final four. Drew, you can tell me something that I don't even remember me saying, but I was like, okay, I probably said that. How do you think of the future and still remember even the minute moments like this. How do you, where does that come from? I don't know. It's just having a good memory, I guess. No, it's not. I mean, I think it's, yeah. I mean, when you, yeah, I think it's having a good memory. When you're doing something that you enjoy, I mean, you're going to remember it. I always, no, fuck. Like if I, I mean, to a degree, like right now, if I slapped you in the face, like five years from now, you're going to remember it. Like, remember that one time we're doing a podcast? All of a sudden, you randomly slapped me in the face. Yeah, because the end, I'm going to Because the end, he's going to leave his whole bloody. That's what so, I'm going to remember the blood know. leaking from. Yeah. Uh, but I think for me, it's just uh, everything has a purpose, and I just try to remember it. Like, what does it mean? Right. I don't know. But yeah, I guess it's, I don't know. I have a better memory than you. Uh, is that what you're trying to say? Because I know your memory is terrible, but. I just know that, like I always say this, bro, you're, I admire that. You remember this. Oh, you remember that? I, I think that's a skill. I think you're downplaying the skill that this, I'm telling you, this man remembers everything. And it's like, sometimes I can't win an argument. I get pissed off because he's like, all right, he he actually does remember that. I did say that. Like, that is a, a talent. I, I guess. And my, I would even say, and it's now that I'm married and it comes into play a little bit more when you're married and like you'll have minor arguments right and normally i'm used to just like hey like i remember more than you and right. so it's it gives me an advantage in an argument yeah and stupid but with my wife you don't want to argue with kelsey dude she it's it's unreal it's right. almost photographic I, I can't like she she remembers dates and like it, i can't i can't compete yeah and she remembers everybody's name yeah with my new job i mean i have to remember so many people's names their kids and I mean, you have to be genuine about it. People right. can tell when you're coming off of, oh, I just remembered your name, your kid's name, but I don't remember anything else about you because really I don't care about you. Yeah. 
Kelsey, and I think that's why Kelsey's so good because she genuinely cares about people. Yeah. And it's it's much easier to remember things about people when right. you genuinely care about yeah. them. But anyways, that's just That's awesome. Well that's like you saying to me that yeah, you think that I have a really good memory and I think, you know, I I think I do, but Kelsey even has like a better one. So and I, for arguments purposes, she has the advantage. She has the advantage. <laughs> but it's not about winning the argument, right? The advantage the advantage of this episode, if you're listening, is Obviously, you're listening to two best friends talk about the good old times. And fast forward uh, to the, we were roommates the last day we're crying because we're leaving uh, each other. And then I'm in his we- in, in his wedding. So yeah, man. now we've come we've come a long way. I kind of want to. It's hilarious how we got to I mean, the point um, early August when I got married and we're sitting back there in the, yeah. in the groom suite. And you would think, okay, this guy's about to get married. They're probably back there, and they're having a good time. Music blaring, partying. Yeah. The guy's about to get married. It's a, it's a great time. And then people are walking in that room, and like, man, it's like a funeral. In yeah, there. yeah. Everybody else is having a good time, but Norris and Andrew, they're just sitting there with tissues, wiping tears because they're just crying. Yeah. And I mean, really, I think that emotion uh, was just more so. It's like, hey, this is a new chapter. We had the chapter of the three to four years in college and we were really close and did everything together. And now it's, Hey, now I'm riding off with my wife and we're, we're going to start our new journey together. And it, yeah, it was for me, I guess is like, bro, I see my best friend who obviously he has a hard shell at times, but I know his heart. I know he's a good guy and it's like everything he's always wanted. And like everybody knows him, he he planned like I want to get married at this age. I want to get married like I want to do this, this, this. And I just saw like God kind of help him check off that on the box. And I was just like, wow, this guy's stepping into manhood so fast. And it's and it is like there. I know Matt Temple. Shout out Matt Temple. He's like it's like they're divorcing. He's pissed because he's, he's yeah. they're divorcing. They're divorced. Bro, we could not stop crying. And I don't know, it was just a moment. Obviously, I don't care. That's my best friend. He's getting married. It's the best day of his life. I was just so happy and so proud. But then some of me is like, damn. Like, damn, we had a lot of good times, we did. man. We had a lot of Emotions good times. Emotions were definitely high that day. I guess kind of piggying back on that, what is the the best thing that you've learned from Kelsey? What has she taught you in your, in your little short time since August of being married? She's or- taught me a lot, and I think she's still... Uh, even today it was pretty funny. Uh, she was um, reading in Mark and in the Bible, obviously, about humility. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get me, me to be more um, servant-minded and yeah. humble. And you talked a little bit um, in this podcast already about that I have a selfish side to me. Right. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily selfish. I, w- I would agree that I'm selfish uh, with my time. Uh-huh. I don't want to spend time. Uh, I think it's a short life. I don't want to spend time doing something that I don't want to be doing. Uh, but Kelsey helps me grow in, in many ways. Um, she challenges my faith. Um, not that I, I'm not a believer, but it's just to, to what extent. Are Wait, you, you say you're in? not a believer? No, I am a believer. Oh, I'm 100% a believer. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but well, thanks, for clearing, yeah, thanks yeah, for clearing that go. up before I can get on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> everybody believes saying, man, that guy, Andrew's an atheist. No, I mean, there's some unbelievers no. listening, but I just wanted to clarify. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying she challenges my faith by like reading every day talking through things where my heart is not just like what I'm doing. Oh, are you reading the Bible to just to check it off the list or what did you learn? What did you get out of it? Right. What, how is your, how are your actions different? And not just you're doing it to do it, but where's your heart at? Right. Why are you doing what you're doing yeah. type deal? Yeah. 
And she's very wise and smart, and she's she challenges me. Um, I mean, in, I would say in every aspect of my life. What? Um, okay. Wh- what? Can you think of something like tangible? It doesn't have to be super serious or anything that she challenges you at that you've seen you've gotten better because of her. Yeah, I think um, she has definitely challenged me to be a better listener. Yeah, like you know, you get in those conversations and somebody and starts talk. talking yeah. and. Like this isn't a very interesting mm-hmm. conversation, yeah. and you just zone out or think about something else. Right. And she, uh, and it's not for me. It's not zoning out. Like if I want to focus, I can focus. And yeah. I'm t- and I'm my recall is pretty good. But yeah. Yeah. if you're talking and I kind of don't, I don't find it uh, interesting, or I don't think I'm learning <laughs> anything, then I tend to just think about something else. Like okay, you know, what am I going to do after this conversation? Yeah. I take out the trash. I got to pay the bills. Or I got to do this. Yeah. And she's very good at uh, like challenging me. Okay. What did that guy talk about? Or do you not remember what, I mean, you were on the phone with Norrance yesterday. Remember what he said here? I mean, she's just trying to become a better listener. Yeah. Um, I would also say, um, like, I mean, we work out every morning together and uh, she, but I would say in the, in the biggest way she's challenged me to become, I'd say a better person. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say uh, like having a softer heart. Mm-hmm. And one thing I think about, like college athletics is extremely competitive. Correct. And you kind of have to have some shit. Ex- yeah. You yeah. got to have extremely tough skin Yeah, <laughs> playing for coach beard and even coach Adams. Yeah. You got to have tough skin for real. Yep. And it, to a degree, it does harden you Yeah, because if you're getting yelled at every day or you're involved in that super competitive alpha environment, mm-hmm. like you have to, you have to adapt to that level. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're out of it. And you realize, oh, the the rest of the world doesn't quite operate <laughs> yeah. to that correct, level. Like correct. when I got my first job, I mean, it was never like I, I walked in one day because I was eating breakfast with a friend or with a group of friends, and I walked in at eight oh five. I was supposed to be at work at eight o'clock. Man, my blood, like, I, like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Man, I was my adrenaline was rushing like on the drive over there, going yeah. up the elevator. I mean, I thought I was going to get just like a new one ripped into me right. when I walked in the office right. and nobody even cared. Yeah. Nobody cared at all. I could have showed up an hour late. No, nobody would have cared. Yeah. It's just a different environment. Not everybody operates on the same level that yeah. division one college athletics. Let does. me start. Let and me. so what, how I'm relaying that back to is like, I, I have uh, developed uh, through college athletics, a, I wouldn't say like a, a thick skin, yeah. I would say. And then Kelsey's kind of help. Hey, you're in the real world now. Let's uh, let's kind of be. Let's develop a what's softer something heart. that you. What's something that you really taught her that she can say? Hey, Andrew taught me this since being with you. I would say she's really good at living in the moment, and can. Uh, so so for me, I, I would say I taught her discipline, because like let's say you and I were on the phone at. 9 30 p.m and like in my head i'm like i'm going to bed at 10 o'clock because mm-hmm. i'm gonna wake up at five yep and that's just what's gonna happen yep. regardless of how good the conversation is <laughs> yeah, yeah so you could be telling me uh we could be in deep discussion but i'm saying hey, 10 o'clock right it's over yeah i'm going to bed because i'm yep. disciplined yeah kelsey she's on the phone at 9 30 and knowing she has to wake up at five she doesn't care if the conversation is good she's rolling <laughs> with it I mean, yeah. she is she does not i mean she's completely in the moment yeah. which is a good thing yeah you, you want to live in the moment yeah but when you live too much in the moment, you're not thinking kind of the next steps, you can lack discipline. So I would say discipline. You know, Andrew, kinda- I think you just highlighted something that I think I love about you the most. That is it. I think you're, 
I don't want to sound like that, but you're similar to me in discipline. And that's kind of weirdly that I'm attracted to in, in you. I see the discipline. I see like he's a passionate guy and he, he goes after what he wants. Like he's rebellious. And even if it seems like, oh, I'm being a dick in this moment, like he's going to be him. I'm going to be me. And, and like you stick to that. That's kind of what um, that I really love. What was. Hold on. I think we kind of got off on a tangent, which we tend to do. But yeah, we you did. were referring to. Nick coming into your room, oh, yeah. and talking about. We kind of um, talked about it though. Not not wanting to grind. Yeah, right? there we go. And before we put a cap on this topic, there we go. I, mean, I don't think that everybody. There we go. A, get us online, Drew. No, I'm not trying to get us online. No slight plug. He has a podcast, Drew's Crew, that he quit. No, whatever, I, I but quit it. I haven't done an episode. Keep going. In keep going. Year. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Idiot. Um, I don't think everybody has to have the same ambitions, and then you have to understand that just because you think that way. They're not going to think that way. And, and this isn't me trying to be like some sort of armchair no, philosopher. No, no. But right. it's, it's like, I mean, my brother's <laughs> di- way different than I am. Yeah. And some instances it's like, okay, well, that guy, he didn't grow up like I did. So right. of course he thinks differently. Yeah. Well, even I have my brother who thinks completely different than I do. Yeah. And he has the same parents, same upbringing. Yeah. But also I think one thing to uh, that I ponder quite a bit is like, okay, well, who's... Who's in a better position? Is it the guy who has an eight to five job and really loves what he does and is super content? Mm-hmm. Like he's just at peace with the world himself. He likes his life. He doesn't want to change anything. He's just super content. Yeah. Like that, that probably won't be me. I'm just not a content person. Right. And there's, there's a lot of cons to that sometimes. But then also, I mean, like, okay, let's say you have, uh, you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you're not content. Yeah. Like you want to do the next thing. Yeah. You want to get, uh, a G550 Gulfstream jet. Like yeah. you, you want another one. And yeah. then you want another one. Yeah. And it, so and it never ends, and right. you're just never content. Who's who's really in a better position? I guess that's a, talking about mind bully, like talking about the mind mm-hmm. and, and the mental edge. Mm-hmm. Who's who's in a better place mentally? I don't that's know. That's a beautiful but, question. Because, because if you look at people that are just chasing success over and over and over, exactly. like it, it's just, it's almost like just running on a hamster wheel yeah. over and over and over, and then eventually you're gonna die of old age or a tragic accident, you're just going to fall off the hamster wheel. Yeah. So if you're not enjoying what you're doing now, like you're, you're, I don't know, you're at a disadvantage. Where is that? How do you realize that? Because I know me and you talk about this all the time. It's like, we're grinding, we're grinding. And it's like, yeah, we have a purpose that we want to do this. We want to do that. But like you said, I think it's the eight to five that that's really knows their why and is connected to their purpose that, that wins in the end. You can have so many ambitions like we do, I could never be that eight to five, that, that guy that I, it's just not me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the real individuals that, that find success and happiness and really live the f- fulfilled life are those people that really connect with that. Why? I guess for me, how can you come up from the be- upbringing that you have from your dad's a judge, your mom's a judge, your sister's a lawyer, like you're, you come mom's from a lawyer. A, oh, excuse a me. Uh, you want to do that again? Uh, keep it in. Mama, Mama Sora's my bad. I thought you was a judge. To me, judge, judge, lawyer, same thing. But no, your background, how do you come from a real serious, uh, like a real focused leadership type of background to, okay, now knowing that, hey, sometimes it is just good to, you know, have a happy life. Like, how do you balance that? Do you think um, your brother is really helping you with that? Like, see a different, hey, like, he has a point. Like you probably thought like he was crazy before. I thought my brother was crazy. Like sometimes like when he's just 
So I think it just helps with understanding. I mean, it doesn't have to be that, okay, me noticing what my brother does or what somebody else is doing has to affect what I do. I mean, right. I have my own ambitious ambitions and my own goals. So that's, that's what I'm, that's the path that I'm aligned on. So you never had a disconnect to where like, Oh, they tripping. Like, well, they I mean, should do- yeah, at some point, like, I mean, even with all sorts of people, it's hard to understand why people do what they do when you're like, dude, I don't, like, I would never do that. Yeah. Or like, man, that guy sleeps until noon every, every day. Like if yeah. you talk about something, like I wouldn't do that and you can't understand it. Well, if they're not trying to, I mean, if they're content, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's, it just helps with understanding people, but I don't know. When I'm looking at you and I'm listening to you right now, I think of, obviously we're very passionate people and we used to have very heated arguments back in the day. And I still have very heated arguments with my friends about like, going out, meeting different people, being in different environments, because obviously like you grew up one way, but you're a product just because your parents are not any better, any less. I feel like this is a new Drew that I'm talking to. I think the old Drew would have been not that he was a bad person, but he was kind of proud, like stuck in his, his ways. You think again, Kelsey helped with that or is just maturation? Uh, Kelsey helps with everything. And then also uh, what I did after college or after I left, Texas Tech and I was getting my MBA at UT Dallas and I had no idea what I wanted to do. That's kind of why I went and got my MBA because I didn't know what else I wanted. So I was just like, oh, let's go get an MBA. And uh, what I did, I, I got in touch with my grandfather and he he knows uh, a lot of people that have um, been successful. And I just kind of asked him for those uh, contacts and I wanted to talk to him and just get their advice. And I mean, what, what wisdom are they willing to, to offer me as I kind of embark on my journey as yeah. a young adult? And, I mean, I talked to a lot of great people, and uh, Clay Cooley was one of them. He's a car salesman in Dallas. has done very well, and he, he told me it's not about the journey. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, okay, I'll be, I'll be happy when this happens. Yeah. Or when I, when I sell this amount of cars and have five planes, then I'll be happy. And he said, for me, like every, like it's the journey. It's not the destination. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about like I'm having fun during the journey. Like I don't care about the destination. Yeah. I don't even have my sight on the destination. Yeah. I just enjoy the journey. Yeah, I think that's pretty uh, good. I mean, that was good advice. Yeah, and with this podcast, obviously, I I kind of wanted to really zero in on the journey of just that climb, the journey within another journey, and within it's kind of the ongoing process of of life. The the reason why you were perfect for this episode, because this year, again, you talked about, uh, that, that in between after you finished your MBA at UTD and then you got a job in top of January, this year was like your real year becoming a man outside of college. How was that for you? Cause there's a lot of people listening that are in between. They just finished college. They don't know the next steps. They, they don't know where to turn. Like, how did you use the failures, if you've experienced any in, in that time, how did you use those failures to build and, and take a job and then take another job? What was your process going through that? Uh, I don't know that it was failures. I didn't have like a, a big failure to where like, oh man, I was, Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have had, I mean, if I, I just really didn't, it wasn't like I went and got my MBA and all of a sudden I f- flunked out and. Uh, I mean, I didn't. Okay, I guess walk walk me. I didn't have a dramatic experience that uh, of failure, but for me, it was just. uh, I guess my focus or mindset was more on 
just do what you think will put you in a better position and take advantage of opportunities. Yeah. And so like, uh, it's better to have an MBA than not to have an MBA. Right. So go get your MBA. Yeah. Um, okay. Like now what do you, I ended up in Lubbock because of Kelsey and mm-hmm. ended up getting married. And so I'm like, okay, I got to find a job here. And so I used the connections that we made through tech basketball and, right. and got a job, um, doing business recruitment for Lubbock. But, and that was a good opportunity. Yeah. And then another opportunity presented itself okay, at so, Texas Tech. So again, that's kind of my life motto, take advantage of opportunities. You know me, I'm ADD. My mind goes everywhere. Kind of being your friend, walk me through the process before UTD because there was a time where your redshirt junior year, you had an opportunity you wanted to play again. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanted to play basketball again. To walk me through that when they said, hey, Drew, like okay, nobody yeah. told you to hang it up, but they made you hang it up. I guess that was, yeah, that was the biggest roadblock in my own plan. I mean, because like you said, I am a planner. And so mm-hmm. I have this, like I, I have my mindset on what should happen. Correct. And then of course, um, God puts in, I mean, he makes other things happen and you can have all the plans you want, but God, ultimately what's going to happen is God's plan. And then you have to be willing to adapt. And so uh, after we, uh, finished up with the final four that season. Um, I, I was happy with the experience. I had one year left of eligibility and I wanted to just go to a small school and play, like be the guy. Kill, yeah. yeah. Just, just have fun. Yeah. Not be. And I mean, I, I love Texas. Second it was awesome. But yeah. I just wanted to go hoop. Yeah. And, and so I, but I also wanted to get my MBA. I didn't want to go to like, you know, it's uh, like a division two school that didn't have a good graduate program. Yeah. So I looked up like all the best uh, MBA programs in the country and was trying to figure out where I could go and uh, but and they were all like Division three schools mm-hmm. and so I was talking to Coach Beard, talking to people that uh, know about the NCAA rules and they all said, yeah, uh, well there is a rule that says you that prohibits you from being a Division one graduate transfer and transferring to a Division three school and I guess they have that rule. Just so yes. I don't, they don't want to compromise the competition. You leave a division one school and, yeah, yeah. and just, I don't know. Yeah. Really, I don't know why they have the rule, but NCAA has a lot of rules that are hard to understand. But anyways, it can't, everybody in my ear told me, well, you can apply for a waiver and you'll probably get the waiver. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. Yeah. And so I left Texas tech was going to get my MBA, took the GMAT. And I thought I was going to go get my MBA and play basketball. And yeah. ultimately uh, we never got the waiver and everybody that we, we, when we worked every connection, uh, the I mean, we. How did you feel after I didn't get the yeah. waiver? Honestly, I was like, at first it was like, man, like that's it. Like all of a sudden, like I I was working out every day. I was yeah. getting up shots. Like yeah. I was still about to have a basketball season, yeah. and then August hit, and they said, "Sorry, I mean, your right. your basketball career is over. Like you're yeah. not you're not going to play another game, and you're I mean, unless you want to go back to Texas Tech, or, yeah." And, at that point, I was at P. I mean, for like really, maybe you were a couple, at P. Maybe maybe a couple hours. I hours. Was, yeah, I would. All, yeah, really, I mean, honestly, yeah. seriously. I mean, for a couple hours, I, I met. I dwelled on the fact, like, man, my basketball career is over. Yeah. And honestly, I was more dwelling on the fact of, man, I wasted my whole summer. Yeah. Man, I was out. <laughs> I was out getting up shots, lifting weights, doing all yeah. that for no reason. Yeah. So I was just more mad on like, man, I wasn't mad like, oh man, my basketball career is over. I kind of was, but I was more so like, man, I just wasted my whole summer. Um, but, but then I came around to, and and it sounds dumb, but this is, this is honest. It's like, Mm -hmm. like, okay, well it wasn't meant to be. And I I was at peace with that. Like this isn't what God got. I mean, God didn't want this to happen, so it's not going to happen. And I'm going to get a better MBA. 
It's like, what's next? I mean, you make a bad play in basketball and you can't dwell on, man, I just got my shot blocked. And all of a sudden you don't get back on defense. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it didn't work out. Now let's focus on getting your MBA and next thing. So I can go a lot of ways from that, but I want to go in on it. didn't work out because we had this conversation the other day. It's like, I think I'm a glass half full and you're a glass half empty type of thinker. Like you're, you're I'm a really, critical thinker, yeah. Yeah, like, did you expect that to be the result? Like, it sounded like you thought it was going to be a go, and then it was like, how well, was that? I, for I you? did, I did mentally prepare myself for the fact that it was going to be a no for the for the chance that see it could be a no. <laughs> really? Because if I wasn't prepared, if I just thought, wait, you know, I'm going to get the waiver, no problem, hundred percent, it's going to happen. Then, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden it didn't happen. I mean, I'd be full of shock and I'd be you think thinking with that mindset it kind of gives you confirmation like this is not a this is like the way to think like the correct way this is just validated by everything that you know I think there's cons to both I have class I mean glass half full glass half empty there's there's pros and cons to both Um, the pros of looking at the glass half empty is that you're gonna prepare yourself for the worst and so maybe you uh, you, you make yourself. proper moves uh, to prohibit yeah. something bad from happening. I don't know, but um, yeah, there's pros and cons to both. But yeah, I tend to be a very critical thinker, I guess. Do you know where that comes from? Like, well, when you're when you grow up with a family full of lawyers, that's kind of what they do <laughs> for a living. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Do, like yeah. anything you say, they're gonna try to poke holes in yeah. it. And, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. It's like, Drew. It really is like uh, you. It's verbal jujitsu. Sorry, this guy's a jackass. Like every time, okay, say I come with to him with a big, great idea, something I saw on the internet, or something fun. Like he will always be like, "Are you sure?" Like he'll and he'll just pry and pry. Like, man, that's some bullshit. Like he, you can never be excited taking stuff to Drew. You got to be like, Drew, this is it. This is the proof. Here's everything. Like you got to show him like proof of everything. That makes a lot of sense. That's where that comes from, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's where it comes from. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I would say it helps me to develop an understanding of what you actually think. Like yeah. if I pry at you and I challenge you and contend with you, like if, if like right now, if you say after this podcast, let's go to Whataburger, I'd say, well, you know, why, why Whataburger? Like, why do you actually want to go to Whataburger? Yeah. And if you say, well, dude, I'm really feeling burgers. I've had Italian food, and I just haven't had a burger in a week. That makes sense. It's okay, and that's where his head's at. That's why yeah. he wants to eat a burger. Let's go do it. I guess kind of going back to the job search, the, the denial for NCAA. Now you're going to school. Then you're in the job search. How was it? How were you able to switch your passion? Like, okay, basketball, all right, let's go business. All right, let's go get that job. Like, you're almost robotic to how your approach was. What was your mindset to, to really find – um, a right job that suited who you were as a person to find the right job. Yeah. Um, did you just do it connections wise or was it like, Oh, I, I actually see myself. Well, it was doing both. This. Um, what I did, I went and sat down with a, a good friend, Mark McDougall in Lubbock and, um, I just kind of told him my situation. Hey, I'm going to be in Lubbock. And <laughs> the girl that I'm going to marry is from yeah. this area. Yeah. So I'm not just going to try to do the long distance to yeah. go get a job at, a high riser crunching numbers. So wait, 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 it was really her that's like, Oh yeah. I mean, that's I, lit. I mean, I wouldn't have. So she I, vaulted I d- you to get there. Yeah. I mean, I came back to Lubbock for her. I mean, I, I do like Lubbock. I love Texas tech, but I wouldn't have came back if it weren't for her. Really? Yeah. hundred percent. 
But I did not know that. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's where a family is and, and, and all that. But uh yeah. So no no, this is even crazier, bro. It's what? like you planned basically your whole year was Kelsey and it, it, God just made things work out. When you found a good wife, you fi- you find a wife, you find a good thing. Like you found everything kind of fell into place. Yeah, you find a good wife, you're gonna find a good life. I mean is what you would like to think, right? You just you thought that was a bar. Not a that bar. It was trash. I didn't she think was, it was basic. A good bar. But no, no, no. Seriously, I did not know that. That's so you found you got Kelsey, you got the job, then you got married, then you got a great job. Can you talk about the the transition but to your old job to now working with back at Texas Tech, your roots, like Yeah, the transition. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I did business recruitment for the Economic Development Alliance in Lubbock. Really enjoyed it. Did that for eight months and envisioned myself being there for at least a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but then there was an opportunity at the Red Raider Club doing kind of donor relations and raising money for the athletic department. And it yeah. was it was just a better opportunity. Um, get to meet all sorts of people. So it was mm-hmm. a no-brainer. It was hard to leave my old job, but this was this was a better situation. And yeah. so uh, it was a no-brainer, and I didn't really look back. Uh, but the transition was – it is uh, – it, it was a little um, – tiresome i guess is the word because it's like okay you you get your mba so now so now you want to settle in finally into mm-hmm. a job you get yeah. a job and then you're yeah. finally like you eight, six, six months into a job you're kind of getting the hang of it yeah you don't need as much like somebody looking over your shoulder to make sure you're doing it right you're getting into a groove and a rhythm and and then all of a sudden it's like hey you know you know how you just figured this whole job right. out yeah and well now there's another opportunity and then you go do the same thing. Yeah. So it's like. But you think you're at your best when you're uncomfortable. Like that ambiguity is there. You think you're like that's kind of, oh, you're flying this place. Oh, you got this project. Like, do you think you thrive off of. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that gives me more energy. Yeah. For sure. More projects going on. Just kind of waking up and having your neck on the line, so to speak. Like not just waking up like, oh, man, I've been at the same job for 20 years. Here we go again. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of dull. And yeah. Doesn't doesn't give me life, I would say. That is obviously something that I I see in you that I see in me as well. This man calls me probably his first week on the job, and he's like, "I love the job," and, and he's already finding things that he can do better at the job. Like we could be doing this, we can do like, I'm like, slow down. God just gave you a new position, like grow into your position. But that's I definitely connect with that because even in the new things that I'm doing, it's like. I want to take the training wheels off. Like I want to go, I want to go um, kind of learning from that. That is, that is exactly how uh, I am. So but, my, my assumption of this was your best year yet. Do you agree or best year yet? Ever. Um, yeah. Best year ever. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I you got agree. married, you yes. got married, you got two great jobs. You just became a man. Like all this stuff. Yeah, it's, happened. A great bachelor year. Party. it's a great year. Your sister but- got married. Yes, it's it's been a phenomenal year, but it's not. I mean, the the we didn't go to the final four this year. I didn't <laughs> have the final four experience. This guy, yeah, yeah. So it's been a great year, but twenty nineteen was a great year. Yeah, uh, and I don't think uh, I want to have a lot of great years, and I mean, that's the plan to have right. a good life, and hopefully this time next year when we're doing this podcast, we can talk about the great year I just had and you just had twenty twenty two. What do you say to somebody listening that? obviously just had a, a tough year or it's kind of in that same position as you. They're transitioning for their job. They're applying hella places. They, they're they getting rejected. 
what do you say to them when, hey, you didn't know that, boom, you're going to get married, boom, your sister's going to get married, boom, you're going to have this great bachelor party, boom, you get this job, boom, you get this better job. You didn't know that was going to happen. You just kind of made the, like you said, your, your base hits, base hips, then boom, all this stuff happened. What would you say to that person that's going through that struggle? Um, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm 25. I, 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 I don't have it all figured out, right? But you I'm got not, a great year. I'm not some sort of like... I'm not sitting on a, a pile of great accomplishments. So I'm yeah. just going to speak all but this you wisdom. Had a journey. It's the journey. You can but, still I mean, if attest I'm giving your, advice, yeah. the advice that I would give uh, would be, I mean, at least for this year, I just tried to, okay, what is, what is the right decision and try to make it. And a lot of times we don't want to make the right decision, like right. getting married. What if they don't know what the right decision is? If they don't know what the right decision right. is. Uh, speak to somebody that is wise, somebody that you respect, and they'll give you, I mean, speak to a good friend. I think, and also, like, when you speak to a friend that you trust, and it's good, like, if I came to you, like, you're going to give me, uh, you're going to tell me the good, the bad, and mm -hmm. we're, we're going to try to make a good decision, because I know you care about me. You're not going to just say, oh, that's crazy, man, congratulations, you're going to get engaged, that's cool, all right, next topic. Yeah. Like, you're going to give me, okay, dude, are you sure? Like, you yeah. know what this means, yeah. right? Yeah. And, okay, well, t tell me about this girl you're thinking about getting yeah. married to. Yeah. And we're going to try to, because you care about me, you're going to help me make a good decision. Right. If you have some, most people have somebody in their life, and some of them, it might be your parents, that are going to help you they they have your best interest and will help you make a decision that puts you in a better position so yeah i was talk to those people when i again i would that's huge having your circle tight knit and people that you trust you called me the other day and that's what i said a, a friend that can give you compliments and criticism like that is key you said something about my podcast in in, in one of my episodes you're like Bro, that shit was honestly bad. Like, that was a bad episode. And nobody had told me that, but secretly in my head, I'm like, I think the same way. So I think there's people that you need in your life that kind of think like you do, know where you're trying to get and what you're trying to do with you, and, and they, they can push you to where you actually, you know, want to get to. So to close this out, here's something I want to do. When I see you fill in the blank, so whatever you think of me, fill in that blank. And I'll do the same. But knowing you, I know <laughs> you're not kind of one going to do this. Kind of one going to do this? What? But I know it's oh, hard for I you to. I see you. Yeah, like when you see me, what do you like? Like say like. How's we're going to give each other like kumbaya Yeah, there we go. But not kumbaya. How is it entertaining for other people to hear? If I listen to two guys seriously and that are friends seriously, I would be like, damn, that's it's low key. Like it's unsaid, but that's something that I actually resonate with. Because that is true that I have a, I actually wrote this down that we didn't just our journey together. Like I've never sounds weird, but like even going to church, worshiping in front of friends, like things like that. We've gone to Hillsong. We've done so many things together. Like you've, you've seen me in so many different lights, probably more so than any Jordan and Tevin weren't there. When my cousin died, not like not a knock on them, but like you've seen so many sides. You went to like your family went to the funeral. Like we, I don't know. We've had a real rich kind of life relationship in the small time that we've known each other. So I don't know. I just feel like people would, you know, resonate with just like that type of content. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would say we're closer than most. And I think it's something that's very uh, like valuable. There's a lot of people yeah. that 
don't get that close. Yeah. Like they have friends, but there's still some sort of wall between right. them and they because they haven't had those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of we've experienced a lot together and yeah. so it's allowed us to have a real relationship. I don't I'm not ever around nowhere saying, Oh crap, dude, I gotta watch what I say yeah. here. I might say yeah. it wrong. I mean it's it's just a an authentic relationship. But yeah. I think yeah. that that kind of that's why in my life I'm really a glass have full type of thinker, even with friends and things like that, because damn, I can find the next Drew, not being all sappy and shit, but like I can find a real person that's impacted my life tomorrow or the next day or the next. So, so many people are going through like tough with like, uh, like their friendships or their jobs and losing like connections with people that they're close to. But it's like the next day, the next year provides you an opportunity to build on a new relationship with somebody else. It can be the next Drew and Norris situation, man. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, there's there's a really good friend out there for everyone. I mean, you think about what there's 7.5 billion people on the planet. You're going to find somebody that has uh, enough similarities that you'll connect with. You'll have that connection. Yeah. And I think with us, it it is interesting because we're extremely different in a lot of ways, but uh, we're – we have a lot of similarities. Similarity, the way we we yeah. think in a similar way. Even people that know us that listen to this, that will listen to this episode, they expect us to be arguing all this stuff. But there's there's duality to our relationship where we can sit here and, and have a chat about like life experiences without like killing each other. But after, I'm sure we'll kill each other. But just there's seldom relationships where you can actually do both at a high level. And I think that's what we have here. Uh, to close out, though. I would ask you, what does overcoming your mind bully mean to uh, Mr. Andrew Soros? Overcoming my mind bully? Um, I've, li- I've listened to all, most of, I think, all but one of your episodes, and it was the one that was released Monday because uh, I was out skiing. But I would say overcoming your, your mind bully is just more so uh, the brain is extremely powerful. Right. And uh, I, I still think that, um, at least to my knowledge, all the brilliant scientists don't even know how powerful it actually is. Yeah. Like we don't we use a very small percentage of it. Yeah. And if you let it, it can be uh, a great weapon or it can also kind of be uh, the what kind of the self-destruction yeah. type deal. And so I think it's very important to monitor how you utilize your mind. Right. And I really like what you're doing with the podcast because, I mean, it's it, – it's everybody has a brain. It's not like, Oh, well, that, that podcast isn't really relevant. It's, <laughs> it's all about sports. I don't really play sports yeah. and, and I'm not really interested in sports. I mean, it's, it's relevant to everyone, yeah. no matter what you do or where you are, what culture, what background you come from. I mean, it's, it's relevant to everyone. And so overcoming my mind, my mind bully would just be, uh, monitoring it and making sure I'm in a, uh, good state, like waking up and making sure my mind is in a good place because yeah. it's easy to wake up and, you're like, well, it's another day, same thing, uh, grind, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I mean, you can think that way. And yeah. that's, and what good is that? I mean, what fun is that? Why don't you wake up and think, man, how grateful you are and how thankful for the situation that God has put you in. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many different avenues you can go with um, overcoming your mind bully. But you have to monitor it because if you let it creep up on you, like one day you have a bad day, and then all of a sudden, like, 
just because your friend forgot to call you back and your mind interprets it a certain way. Yeah, and yeah. now all of a sudden that it just is like a, a snowball effect. It mm-hmm. just keeps rolling down the mountain, gets bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it's been two years. And just because your friend forgot to call you back or somebody, some, and I mean, that's kind of maybe a stupid example, but something bad happened in your life and yeah. you've, you've allowed it to bully you, yeah. so to speak. And if you let that happen, well, then you can, all of a sudden you wake up in two years and it's, it's out of control. That it's, was, it's really changed your life for the worst. And so if you don't, for me, overcoming my mind bully is monitoring my yeah. mind. Yeah. And monitoring your mind, going through the different avenues of life. Like you said, on this episode, we went through the different avenues or the journey that was 2021 for you. Uh, one thing that I would say is one, I'm, I'm thankful to have you on the mind bully podcast. I love you. You're my brother. I appreciate you, you know, sitting down for some time chatting about, you know, your year and just, you know, the next year and building on, on who you are now and who, whoever's listening on how you can become a better you and, and, and new years ahead and, and just the outlook of the next day and the next step and the next you. So Andrew, I love you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I love you too, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a great, uh, I will say it's a great honor to be on your podcast yeah. and, uh, you've put a lot of work into it yeah. and, um, I know it's, uh, I know it's going to be successful and I know that you've, um, you you are the perfect person for a podcast and we've talked about it for a while yeah. and I've been trying to get you to start one. Other people have, and yeah. you have the personality that you can just talk to anyone and regardless of your connection or background, I mean, it, you, you help, you make everybody feel comfortable yeah that's awesome i mean yeah. don't you Thank agree you. i mean no matter who, you're kind of right. a chameleon and yeah. so but yeah it's i would say the same about you quick i know we're having this love moment but like me andrew and shout out matthew temple matthew temple is probably the funniest guy i know on this earth we were actually planning before this to have a podcast and i think that would have been awesome but you know norris i'm rebellious i kind of wanted just to like do something that's kind of, you know, a different route. We actually might do that, maybe, maybe not. But he's looking like, I don't know. We'll but see. no, like, because I think that would be awesome. But no, just thinking about that, you are the same way. You're a chameleon. You can talk to so many people. That's why I resonate with you. And that's why I wanted you on the Mind Bully podcast. So again, thank you so much. Yeah. Guys, 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 if you like this content, if you like contact, if you like this content, please stop rate and review this podcast please i'm not gonna beg but this is the christmas season still it's almost the new year do me a favor go like and rate and review this podcast god bless you for listening god bless you for tapping in till the next year the next time i'm gonna talk to y'all is next year that's crazy that's crazy i might have a a giveaway a new year's giveaway on the lookout be on at Mindbully Podcast on IG at Mindbully Pod on Twitter. Be on the lookout for another giveaway from me to you. It's a new year. Thank you. Thank you. Be blessed. Love. Hey, Genix, you going off.